0: The following is a NEC NFL draft Bible exclusive. Sports Tech guys are back, um, we're back live on the air. Talking today with Simon Ogus. It's been a little while. Me and Rick Saratella um, are back on here. Let's uh, let's let's see if we got Rick on here right now. Rick, you on the show?
1: Oh yeah, Dave. It's been way too long, brother.
0: <laughs> we got a very special guest on. I already see he's he's on the uh, in the studio right now. Um, but I want to just you know chat with you for a couple seconds because it's been a while. Um, So many things happening in football. I want to give you a chance to talk about some of the stuff that you're doing and working on right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, thanks to the power of technology. I mean, we're on Periscope now. We're um, streaming via Twitter, on Facebook Live. And the power of technology, I mean, nobody's uh, working harder than the staff at NUC Sports and NFL Draft Bible. I can tell you that today's a perfect example of that Uh, because right now we're going to talk to Simon Ogus, the CEO of SportsTechy.com. We're really excited about that. Then once I get done with this show, I will then hop on the College Gridiron Showcase conference call as we begin to discuss our invitations for the third annual College Gridiron Showcase, January 7th through the 11th. And, you know, I see people talking about some of the all-star games out there, Senior Bowl, East-West Shrine game. That's all fine and dandy. Don't sleep on this game. I guarantee you every single NFL team will be in attendance. So we're really excited about that. And then we will do the College Gridiron Showcase at noon on our other channel, All Access Football, Blog Talk Radio. Just doesn't have enough channels for us. And uh, also technology-wise, you know, Dave, uh, I know that as an agent – You're always trying to maximize uh, your exposure of clients to NFL teams. And, you know, what's better than being a transparent training facility like Parabolic Performance is bringing me in and doing some video stuff for them. It's going to be unprecedented coverage. You're going to get to see aspiring NFL athletes training for the next level straight out of college, their path to the draft. This is not the polished, edited nfl network version this is this is going to be raw live uncensored uncut and we're going to be the first to do this and others are going to copy and that's all fine and dandy but i'm proud to say that i will be the first to bring that to the masses and you know our eyeballs our vip audience that we like to call it dave the nfl teams and scouts that follow us and and this is going to be very attractive to nfl combine training i'm excited about it of course, we've got all kinds of events going on at NUCsports.com. Shout-out to Miami Mike, some events coming up there. And uh, But the, the guest of the hour is really Simon Ogus, who I'm excited to talk about and, and pick his brain about today's technology trends, some of the things that are going on, the unique relationship with his partner, who I believe is based in London. I think he is based in Maryland. I'm interested in hearing how that dynamic works and how they're reaching – a global audience with their Sports Illustrated syndication. So with that being said, I guess I'll let you take it away, Dave, and introduce our guest.
0: Yeah, I want to introduce Simon Ogis from sportstechie.com. Simon, welcome to the uh, Sports Tech Guys show.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. Much appreciated.
0: We we follow your website, and uh, that's kind of how it brought us to us. As we started our show, um, some of the cool things that we would find out would come directly from stuff that you were posting. I thought there'd be uh, no better guy, and Rick both thought there'd be no better guy to get on the the show to talk sports and technology uh, than yourself. Why don't you give uh, our listeners a little background about uh, what you do over there at sportstechie.com?
2: Yeah, we uh, we basically it's kind of right as the as the name sounds. We cover technology's impact on the uh, on the sports world, um, whether that be on the business side uh, with intelligent business solutions, or on the player performance side or training uh, with new products, or as you see in the NFL, you know the the virtual reality uh, training quarterbacks. Um, technology is really changing every aspect of how fans are viewing sports, how players are not only training but evaluating themselves and preparing for the games, and also how the, the stadium, the in-stadium experience um, is going and basically raising the bar to, uh, to really have to – you know, get fans to come out to games as uh, it's not cheap and it's a it's a big time and in financial investment. So, technology overall is just really impacting every aspect of the sports world. And at com we try to hit as much of that uh, as possible and try to keep people as uh, as up to date on the newest trends um, in all those aspects I mentioned before. Yeah, you
0: know. I think a set like this is much needed in the forefront. I'm sure you're familiar um, with Starters Starters uh, starters.co and and they're another group that's at the forefront of sports technology. What what are some of the 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 interesting trends that you're you're currently seeing um, in, in technology and sports?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I hit on a couple of them earlier. Uh, virtual reality has really changed everything in terms of how players are training. Uh, it's really interesting from a college uh, division one standpoint. Um, it, it, you know there's limited practice time, there's limited reps uh, due to that limited practice time. Um, and obviously, you know in the in the middle of the summer, it's uh, it's really hot in a lot of uh, a lot of universities as they get ready, but with virtual reality, it's given, uh, it's given not only the backup quarterbacks but also, you know, starting quarterbacks and other players on the field a uh, chance to get a lot of mental reps, uh, and it's physical as well. You you know, you're, you're combining uh, more physical, uh, some physical aspects of it to, to virtual reality, but it, it's really gotten players to be able to be a lot more prepared uh, for the game. There's no better way to prepare than to really see plays over and over again, um, you know, through the virtual reality headset, especially as a quarterback that Sometimes can come into a to a game at a, at a moment's notice. Um, virtual reality has also changed a lot from the fan perspective. It's still uh, not mainstream, I'd say, but the virtual reality viewing experience uh, from the, the few times we've been able to check it out it has been pretty incredible. Uh, it really just gets fans, uh, you know, right for NBA, like right center court. Uh, you saw it at the Ryder Cup, uh, basically the, them giving, uh, you know, Google. Google Maps basically mapped out the whole course um, and it gave fans the opportunity to basically walk the course as they were there. Um, I would say the biggest trend overall is just from a player performance standpoint and a fan uh, engagement standpoint has been a, has been virtual reality, but there's definitely a lot of other, a lot, a lot of other things that are you know impacting the sports world via technology. Hey, Simon, you know,
1: you mentioned the in-game experience and I saw an interesting uh, video piece the other day about augmented reality and how that's going to enhance the uh, in-game experience. And some of the examples they used were, you know, being at a game and having this headset on or these, these Google type of glasses. And uh, you could, you know, scroll over to the first baseman and and maybe see his uh, attributes, his height, his weight, his hometown, his college, maybe his stats, or maybe you have the uh, the pitch count over to your side and it's not in your uh, eye line, but if you want to look to the right anytime you look to the right, you have the scoreboard the pitch count uh, maybe you know your fantasy team whatever the case may be uh, they they were in this video they said this is coming to stadiums as soon as next year. we see some of the stadiums in Minnesota and the star down in Dallas and some of the high tech <laughs> Facilities that are coming out talk more about the in-game experience. Are you a believer in? Augmented reality and do fans really want to go to a sporting event and wear a headset or some glasses while they're watching a uh, live game?
2: Yeah, I think that like anything out there um, It's an adjustment period, you know, you got to get used to you know, if there's new tech, you know, for a while, people listened to baseball games on the radio and then there was this new thing called television and suddenly you were able to watch the games uh, from your from your house uh, you know live video. Uh, just like anything, there's an adjustment period, but you know i I've been to plenty of sporting game, sporting events I'm sure I know you guys have as well. Uh, how many times have you had a seat sometimes where it's like, oh man, that's a really inconvenient view of the scoreboard or maybe you see half of it or you know, now it's getting a little different with these, you know, 90 ninety-yard scoreboards like in, uh, in Dallas Cowboys Stadium and, and in the new Minnesota Viking Stadium and many others. But you know, up until just a few years ago, you know, the, these scoreboards weren't weren't just enormous, uh, and you know, you couldn't see them in the entire stadium. Um, and I think the augmented reality that, that that's probably a little further away. I mean, if, if it was, you know, it's probably coming in uh, a little bit with these brand new facilities. Um, I would be surprised if it was like immersed everywhere uh, within a year, but. You know that's it's just the next step. You know people want to, as you said, check their fantasy teams or have everything in front of them. You know they want to know the stats of the first baseman or you know in a you know in a in a playoff game like last night. How cool would it be to be at the stadium and you know when when a Buster Posey comes up, you can see everyone in your augmented reality set uh, from the best bullpen. You know how they've done against Buster Posey. Uh, you know. In their career, or in the, you know in the 2016 season, and you could almost you know you know be immersed in the game even more because suddenly you have all this information at your fingertips that you're never gonna you know be able to look up on your phone uh, that quick. I think it definitely um, will be here. Uh, it's not a, it's not an if, it's a when, but it will definitely take some some time for you know for the masses to to really get behind it. It's a it's a big change. Um, I think the virtual reality uh, itself will be kind of a good first step. It'll give people kind of the virtual reality experience. Uh, but I think the augmented reality experience as well is going to is gonna be really important. As well, you know, with fans, it's more of a combining the virtual reality aspects um, and the in-game aspects because, you know, with, with an augmented reality experience, you can kind of, you know, get up a, a seat in an NBA game in the last row. And have a, you know, a headset on that makes you feel like you're in the front row, but you're also at the game, which is the, uh, you know, the next step uh, that you can't replicate uh, being at home. So I definitely see some benefits, uh, certainly to to the current, you know, situation at most stadiums for augmented reality, but there's also some interesting augmented reality benefits, even once virtual reality continues to to become more and more mainstream. But, uh, I, I definitely think it's an if it's not, I mean, sorry, I definitely think it's a when, not an if, uh, but it, it could be a little longer.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely a, a when, I mean, I believe that we're completely in the infancy of this stuff. Um, I, I, you know, I don't see long-term us, uh, wearing those headsets, those block, those, uh, you down headsets that, uh, they have in order to watch virtual reality. Uh, I envision it moving with you and being able to be a part of uh, your everyday life in a much easier way. And so what, what do you think about stuff like um, what Snapchat is doing with the the, the glasses uh, that you're able to take a uh, um, 15 seconds of video and, and how, how, how do you see a kind of shift in, you know, more into the, uh, Augmented reality. How, how do you see content becoming a, a bigger, and bigger portion uh, of what we do, and how do we interact with our sports figures?
2: Yeah, I mean, the I haven't really dove into the new Snapchat hardware uh, that they that they came out with or announced that they're coming out with last week. But you know, everything these days is you know can be viewed and you know as. Obviously, in different levels of content. You know, if you're anywhere and and you have you know just your phone and or, or a video a uh, way to film video on your phone, you can get a twenty second video of something interesting, you know write a write a paragraph or two, and you have something you know if it's interesting, you you have a piece of content right there. But in turn, uh, content's really changed uh, you know with with all the social media, the world has really become flat, um, you know, forever. The model was athlete talks to, you know, you know, reporter in town and reporter, uh, posts uh, a story about what that athlete said or about anything that's going on with the team or player. But with athletes now being able to, you know, produce the content on their, by them, you know, on their own or with their, their business teams, um, suddenly they can, you know, be an outlet themselves. And, and as you see with the top athletes, their reach is often larger than a lot of major publications, uh, at least social media reach. Um, so that's, you know, it, it definitely uh, changes the dynamic of, uh, of, of, you know, how content is viewed. You see a lot of it at Players Tribune even, which is, you know, a, a media outlet, uh, not like, you know, someone a player posting it on their um, you know their social media feeds, but, uh, but but players now can and teams and everyone can be their own. <coughs> sorry, uh, th- can be their own uh, news sources. So you know you're not only competing with. You know, if you're the New York Times, you're not only competing with uh, the Washington Post, uh, San Francisco Chronicle. You're competing with Steph Curry himself. You're competing with Kevin Durant himself, um, and you're competing with really anyone uh, in theory that can film or can. You know open up a website and uh, and start writing and if you're talented um, and you got something uh, pretty interesting you know you'll be able to be seen uh, if you keep at it so uh, the content game is very flat as I mentioned before and the barrier to get in uh, you don't need a printing press anymore uh, you just really uh, you need basic means uh, and an eye for something interesting
1: And, you know, just to follow up on that, it's interesting on a few levels because we're seeing mainstream media take video footage from users or amateur footage from people's cell phones on Twitter. We're seeing at the high school level players making their own announcements of of which college they'll choose. And the other recent announcement or development I saw this week was that Amazon is now going to become just like YouTube where users can upload their own video uh, broadcast live stream. I, I believe that it's going to be a benefit. If you're an Amazon Amazon Prime member, you'll have a free account for this. And I don't know exactly when it starts, but it seems like everybody is on the live stream video uh, tip. And the interesting thing to me is YouTube is really the one, as far the only one as far as I know of, that you can actually monetize your live video with with ad, in ads and and. After the archive and make a little bit of money off of it, but I find it the hardest to be uh, to, to set up in terms of live streaming. Facebook and Periscope and such are really just a one-click, one-push of a button, wh- which works well for me because when I'm out in the field and I'm doing, you know, high high-profile athletes, you know, I only have a split second to catch these guys, and for me, Facebook and and Periscope, it's a one-button. One push setup where YouTube is a little bit more difficult, but if you um, have the time, I I think it's more profitable. However, I want to shift gears for a second, Simon, and if you have some follow up thoughts on that, please do share it with us, but I feel like that could be a whole show in itself. The next topic I want to discuss with you is I'm just curious as a fellow entrepreneur, you got your hands in the mix with a lot of different things between Forbes and. Sports Illustrated, and Sports Techie, and we mentioned a business partner being in another country. I'm curious to know what kind of technology you guys are using as entrepreneurs to help with your business in in the day-to-day activities and being involved with so many different types of organizations, affiliations. Uh, What are some of the technologies that you guys are using kind of every day to help with Sports Techie and and your other ventures
2: yeah i mean we're not really using uh you know any advanced uh advanced technology i mean technology itself has really made it easy to um to communicate with people whether they're they're overseas like my co-founder or if you know it's a friend of yours that lives in the same apartment building um you know, my co-founder my, uh, and I each have an uh, iPhone. So, you know, it doesn't really matter with iMessage where you are. Uh, you know, I communicate with him really the same way I communicate with friends, uh, you know, locally uh, where I live. Uh, it, it's really enabled, uh, you know, a lot of the barriers. You know, you're not doing international calls anymore. And you're not, you know, you're not, so the, the physical location uh, is really secondary right now. You know, if you have an Internet connection uh, anywhere, uh, you, you, really can, can speak pretty freely to people, uh, all over the world. But, you know, we utilize Slack, we, uh, you know, we, we, we text and, uh, and we, of course, call as well. And, you know, do all the video conferencing, uh, with our team at Sports Techie And, um, I, I wish I had a, a cooler, uh, more interesting answer for you, but, um, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of the stuff that we do with our day-to-day is, is stuff that everyone else does and uh, really isn't that complex. And, you know, the complexities are what's got us to this point that, you know, speaking with a co-founder uh, in London is, uh, is no big deal anymore. Um, but, the, you know, it, it's very easy from a user front, but... It's definitely, uh, you know, the biggest, the most interesting thing is kind of having an international team is uh, is time changes, which you know you'll never be able to, to change or you know through technology, but uh, that's really the uh, the, most, the more interesting components of uh, of having an interesting team. But in terms of communication, uh, you know, ch- you know, channels like Slack and uh, and basic uh, email and and iPhone functions have made it very easy.
0: Yeah, I think, cool. Uh, you know,
1: I, I'll, th- I'll throw one follow up in there. You know, just from a, a social media standpoint, because I find that to be challenging from from a time uh, standpoint of view. Because I, you know, as you mentioned, they make it very easy, but it seems like every day there's a new social media app. Whether it's the ones we mentioned, the Snapchat, Periscope, Twitter, Facebook. Pinterest, LinkedIn, uh, I'm looking at a thousand of them. I mean, do you guys use a third-party type of system? Do you guys send out social media messages yourself? How much time do you incorporate in your day in terms of branding yourself on social media and using that to get your message out there?
2: Yeah, you know, yeah. you definitely, you know, as a media outlet, you got to definitely always wet, and, you know, you know, we've grown a little bit, uh, certainly in the last uh, year, year and a half. Um, but, you know, we, we've been and we still are a, a startup. So you always have to weigh, weigh you know, what, uh, what you're spending your time on. Uh, you know, if you're a media outlet and you, uh, you, know, you don't want to take away from the core product, which is content, you know, at the, you, know you don't want to do something else at the expense of what your core product is. So yeah, it, you know, it's it's definitely you're right. It's very easy to post something on Twitter. It's very, you know, easy to post something on Instagram and, and Snapchat. But, you know, that ease has made it, you know, there's a lot of people doing a lot of great stuff. So the you know, the 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 bar you got to hit to to make your mark uh continues to get higher and that's where it gets difficult. Um and and that's where you, you always just need a evaluate for whatever business you're in, um, what, you know, the best use of your time is, uh, what the, you know, the best, what is your brand or your company's mission and what are the best ways to, uh, to achieve that. And for us, you know, we, we, you know, first and foremost, we're a, we're a content site. So we have to, we've always had to focus on the content now that we've, you know, expanded our team a little bit, you know, we can, we can open that up a little more. And, uh, you know, we, we're pretty active on Twitter. We think that's a great way to, you know, reach a lot of people throughout the day. Um, it, you know, uh, you know, we're not expecting everyone to go to our website, you know, seven times a day. Uh, so the, the Twitter feed is a great way to, com- you know, have constant, uh, communication with our readers, uh, in terms of what stuff we're doing and stuff that other people in the industry are doing. Um, but, yeah, you always gotta evaluate you know what the best use of your time is, um, and you don't want to dive off into you know the eight social media outlets that you mentioned at the expense of whatever the the core mission of your business is. So it's a constant give and take. We all, of course, want to do everything uh, on all channels, but the reality of the situation is there's a lot uh, out there, and you will spread yourself too thin um, if you're in a especially if you're in a startup type environment where, uh, bandwidth isn't unlimited
0: I I think that's a really valid point I think uh the key the key is being able to focus on your core competencies and then and then uh, continuing to develop those and and trying to figure out how you make money at the same time that you produce great content which obviously that that's what that's what ends up keeping you going what what are some of the, the the big next things that maybe we can expect from you guys down the road as we start to wrap up uh, the last couple of minutes of the show
1: uh, you
2: know you say stuff we're, we're getting into uh, going forward uh, I mean we're continuing to, uh, to get into the space um, you know there's a lot of uh, cool opportunities uh, that we're exploring right now kind of with an added team we've been able to add uh, you know forever it's been myself and my and co-founder is name Taylor Bloom I guess I haven't mentioned him once I should um, he's been a, a really integral part to, to our steady growth um there's a lot of cool ventures, uh, you know. Through um, us being able to grow in the space, we've made a lot of great relationships from people all over the sports technology world, you know, from the team side, the uh, the league side. Uh, now internationally, with my uh, with with Taylor being uh, overseas, there's a whole, as you know, uh, set of teams over there and leagues and other stuff going on. Um, but also, as well, you know, making connections with startups. And, uh, and event people uh, and, and really a lot of other stuff in the sports technology world, um, that a lot of people have a lot of interesting ideas uh, going forward. and we feel that you know as we continue to really be the ecosystem we hope for the sports and technology community, that a lot of uh, a lot of these ideas can uh, be executed um, not solely because of us, but we think that we could help ease the efficiency for a lot of this stuff. So, um, it's a newer world for us. Uh, we've had a two-man team, basically, for the last year and a half. We have a five-man team now, so uh, uh, I could probably have a better, uh, more specific answer to you in a, in a month or maybe a couple months, but uh, there's a lot of cool stuff going on in the sports technology space, as you guys well know, and uh, you know, we're always going to be uh, that go-to content site, at least we hope, um, and we're looking to kind of add a bandwidth, uh, get into a lot of other new aspects um, in, in the sports technology space and hopefully uh, I can jump on with you guys again in the future and we can kind of share new
1: things that we're getting into. Perfect. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, we definitely appreciate it and uh, I was just going to say before we let you go, if you want to just plug some of the websites or, or your Twitter handle or, you know, anywhere where people can find you just because you are a first time guest on our show, hopefully we can expose you to some of our audience and some new listeners. Maybe they're hearing about you for the first time. How can they find you out there?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for that. Uh, we're at. It's, it's funny. Uh, a big thing, uh, and, and a lot of people uh, make the mistake, but it's definitely. Uh, it's an interesting thing. It's sport, so it's singular. Uh, so dot Com. Uh, you can find us there. Uh, I really suggest for people that are really interested in this space, we have a newsletter uh, where you can sign up uh, and get our, you know, get our articles in a, in a daily digest or a weekly digest. And for busy people, like I'm sure many of your listeners are, it's a good way to kind of keep up with what we're doing um, with your busy schedule. Um and you can also find us on Twitter at sporttechie, at Sport ie. Sport same thing, um, on Twitter, and we really like to keep, uh, you know, of course, uh, up to date with what we're doing, but we also on social media bring a lot of other sports technology, um, you know, work from other websites uh, and outlets to our Twitter feed. So it can kind of be the one-stop shop, we hope. Um, We know we're not going to be the only uh, provider of sports technology content. Um, But we try to bring all of that, or as much as we can, uh, and see together on Twitter. So uh, definitely can find us at com at sporttechie on Twitter, and uh, sign up for that newsletter. Uh, and my emails on the on the main page. You know, definitely, uh, you know, feel free to reach out to us uh, in any way if you have interesting ideas for the sports technology space. And certainly uh, someone on our team will, uh, will get back to you quickly.
0: But I appreciate you coming on, uh, both me and Rick, and uh, really interesting stuff. And we hope to uh, have you on in the future again. Thanks for coming on today.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thank
0: um, you, great Simon.
1: Day. Yep, you too.
0: Well, in our last 10 seconds, that was uh, Simon Oggis. Any last thoughts, Rick?
1: I, I learned a lot. Great guests, and looking forward to having them back on.
0: Perfect. All right. Well, that's that's it for this week's Sports Tech Guys show. Uh, we're wrapping it up. Um, you can see it at, at, on iTunes. Um, if you go to Sports Tech Guys, you can see it on iTunes. You can also go to NBC Media to see all our Sports Tech episodes as well. We're uploading past episodes as well to the Sports Tech Guys podcast on iTunes. We're everywhere. As Rick will, will say with his moniker, can't stop, won't stop. We're just trying to reach in every way possible. Make sure you go football2016 at nfldraftbible.com get 50% off for life. Check us out at ncsports.com. And now go right on if you can. Hop on that College Gridiron Showcase show. Listen to Rick over on the All Access Radio Network. Thanks for being on with us.
1: Yes, sir. Can't stop, won't stop. You got that right.